Hey, Steph, did you ever have a Razor scooter when you were growing up? Of course. So I personally didn't own one, but I rode many. Anytime there was one uh, within reach, you know, you got to hop on, give it a little <laughs> little ride about when you're a kid. Uh, did you ever fall off your Razor scooter? Of course, head over heels. Yeah, it doesn't take much, right? Like, you know, it's it's like a skateboard. You hit a rock or something and you're going down. It's not like yeah. a bike that has shock absorbers so that, you know, when you hit the ground, you don't you don't feel as much. It's like like a car does. The wheels are moving independently from the frame. Yeah. Whereas a scooter, the shock absorbers are your legs. So I don't know why in the world anyone would think that you can do this with one. Oh. oh my god see that's exactly like as soon as i saw him up there i'm like you're not going to try and do that are you so for those that are just listening this clip opens on <laughs> what i can only describe as like the canteen beside a splash pad like <laughs> that's just what it looks like it's a like a one-story smallish little park type building and there's a guy on a razor scooter and he jumps off the roof of it and obviously face plants because there's no way like it's just your weight and gravity hitting the ground man like those wheels are the size of your fist like what are you thinking i felt my ankles pop my uh elbows pop everything pop out of place after watching that video oh my god oh he's totally okay though he's probably just missing some teeth or something broken nose <laughs> i don't know uh. Why do you got to oh. do this to me in the start of every episode? Because <laughs> it's fun and I like it. Ah, so welcome back to Leafs Late Night. So uh, it's just Steph and I tonight, and uh, it's been a, a fun little back-to-back -back for the Leafs. So we'll get into yeah. that. But first, while we're talking about face plants, um, the Calgary Flames playoff hopes died on the stick of none other than Nick Ritchie, our favorite oh. ex-Leaf. There's been a lot of talk around this. I listened to, to Friedrich and uh, Merrick talk about this to all the ends. What do you think about picking Nick Ritchie over, you know, some others on the team? Huberto, um, I believe Kadri still hadn't gone. Uh, Anderson, who was, uh, I think, had five, um, what do you call it, shootout goals on the year, which is crazy that they've been to enough shootouts that Rasmus Anderson has five shootout goals. Right. I think they um, put, wasn't it Huberto and Kadri first? Because we were talking about this in our Discord. And Calgary it was, Flames. yeah, Huberto and Naz went first and second. Okay. Then it was Richie ahead of Toffoli and Manjapani. That's who, who it is. Okay. Thank you. Toffoli leading the Flames this year with 34 goals next in Which line. Which we talked about. Yeah. And 24 goals for Naz and Kadri. Okay. The bread man, though, like he's he's a goal scorer. I mean, sure, he's having an off year, but like his shooting percentage is always crazy. I just but I I don't get it. Nick Ritchie, the guy that didn't score for the Leafs until we were physically <clears throat> present at the Scotiabank Arena in what no end of December. November, December was it? Yeah. yeah, it was December. December of 2021 and we couldn't believe it to the point where we had this ultimate bet like <laughs> if this doesn't happen before Rich Nick Ritchie scores a goal or when Nick Rich Ritchie scores a goal I'm gonna dye my hair blue like no speaking no. of bets do you have that Vegemite handy or uh nice sweet <laughs> I love it in uh, hand amazing but I, the thought process was apparently that Nick Ritchie had scored on UC Soros already this season. I don't know if it was that night. I wasn't paying too much attention to that game. One uh, time in his dreams. <laughs> so I guess he'd scored. So Sutter was like, you know, he knows how to beat him. It's like, okay, that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. I, I have to agree with what uh, Elliot Friedman said, which is that if you're in a position like this, your season has to live or die on your star's stick right like it's it's got to go top down like when you're in a position like that where the entire season is on the line like that's what you have star players for is for situations like that is where they can put everything behind them and put the team on their back that's, yeah it's silly that it comes down to a shootout for them because it's you know one of the most hated things f for the reason that it can't be an all deciding factor which it became for the flames unfortunately because Saros is a god tier goalie Right. Um, I just it. I don't. I don't like the coaching decision. 
Um, I feel like Sutter's kind of starting to lose them already. And that was not a good move in the player's eyes. Like, I feel like they're going to blame him for as much as they should blame themselves for losing like 16 games in overtime this year. But, uh, you know, a lot of going to be a lot of tossing around with the blame. Yeah. Markstrom doing whatever the hell he's doing behind the net, trying to handle the puck and losing it constantly this year. And yeah, he's like, had a bad year. Oh man. After coming off a Vesna caliber season and killing everyone in fantasy and then, you know, taking that chance this year and killing me in fantasy and, Oh man, what a disappointment the Flames have been this year. And it's not even close. Like just a total disappointment. Yeah, it is. But let's get to some Leaf stuff and some Vegemite stuff. So we're going to play the intro when we come back. Um, Steph's going to eat some fun stuff. (laughs) Hi, this is Mike Ross, public address announcer for your Toronto Maple Leafs. And this is the Leafs Late Night Podcast your post-game destination. And now, your starting lineup. Roscoe, the Fanalist, Southey, Beaner, and Darty Brodeur on the Leafs Late Night Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to Leafs Late Night, where it's never too late for the Leafs, presented by Inside the Rink. I'm your host, Roscoe, joined by Steph, the Fanalist. And uh, today is actually going to be the last... Uh, one I'll be recording from this room for about a month and a half as tomorrow morning in, uh, what, 10 hours, I'm shipping out to Newfoundland for six weeks. So my homelands, <laughs> the ho- the land of stuff's people. I love it. Yeah. Screeched in. It's going to be fun. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to be watching the playoffs an hour and a half in the future. That'll be interesting. Are you guys staying in St. John's? Yeah, I'll be staying with uh, work friends in St. John's. Well, you better go down George Street and kiss some cod there, get screeched in, and have yourself a time, as they oh, the, say. They're gonna do the whole thing, and I we gotta learn video. some lingo. And uh, yeah, I'll I'll post some some stuff. I'll take some cool footage yeah, out there, like the least did. Yeah. Also, the uh, the Growlers um, playoffs start this weekend, so I'm gonna try to go to the game on Saturday. Nice. Fifteen bucks. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. It's um, less than a beer. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's actually um, when I went to the game at the Slush Puppy Center, I was surprised that the drinks were so expensive because the seats were not. It was like 20 or 25 bucks there. And I think the drinks were still like, you know, 12 or $14. I'm like, holy for shit. a Slush Puppy? Not for a Slush Puppy, for like alcoholic <laughs> things. Nice. The Slush Puppy there, oh, so good. So good. Red or blue? Uh, we got a red one. Mm-hmm. I would have gotten blue, but you know, mm-hmm. I actually don't care. <laughs> I just want to see what you would say. <laughs> Either one is flavored sugar water. It's fine. Yes, exactly. Actually, before we talk about hockey for a second, just to lead into you eating something gross. Um, oh, why? I was at the mall. First? Yeah, and there's this new. There used to be, um, you know, those Cake Boss uh, vending machine yes. things. We still yes. have them here in Oshawa. <laughs> nice. So we had one for a while, but it was magically uh, switched out about I don't know two three weeks ago. Now there's a cotton candy machine. Oh, so it's like this, you know, pink frilly, and you know what? I, I don't know how to explain. It. If you've never seen one of these Cake Boss things, it's like. It's built into the wall of the mall as like a walk-up little kiosk thing. Like there's nobody manning it. It's just a robot thing. So there's this window that you look through and you pick from a bunch of these different cool like characters and shapes and stuff. And it you like mm. watch it basically like 3D print you a character out of cotton candy. Wow. Yeah. Fancy. So it like, it like spins a bunch of it and like, you know, packs together into shapes and like makes things. And then it's like, here you go. You get your thing. And it's like, Okay. Did you get it's, one? Um, I wanted to on the weekend and I didn't. So I'm going to go when I get back. It's been like yucky weather. So it's not really like cotton candy. Yeah. Time, probably you know. melt in the rain, right? Just like yeah. the cotton candy. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> the, the weather's actually been pretty nice. It's been windy, but uh, but nice. And like, you know, it says it's 20, but, you know, feels like 12, which is still better than it was two weeks ago. 
I'll take it. Very true. Very true. Yeah. The sun is, <clears throat> it is uh, f- fooling us lately here. It uh, looks like it's hot, hot, hot. And we go outside and freeze our ass off. Do you still have snow on the ground there? No. Do you? Only in places that are like shady. There's still mm. some because we got so much. Like it was like record-breaking snowfalls in Ottawa this winter. So some of the, you know, along the sides of houses and behind sheds and piles underneath trees and stuff are still there. But everything else is gone. I was very close to putting on shorts today. But nice. I decided against it because it was windy as hell. And yeah, it was 21 degrees. And man, 15, I'm in. I'll put the shorts on. But mm, just decided against it. And it was a good decision. So. Well, you know what? Soak it in because in southern Ontario here, it's going to be nice uh, all through the next couple of days. Meanwhile, I'm going out to Newfoundland where it's like four degrees and raining for the next month, which I'm not thrilled about. I did not yeah. know the weather was worse out there. I thought it was going to be like, no, oh, it's nice. <laughs> it's like Vancouver. No, it's windy and rainy foggy yeah definitely uh, bring your winter coat because you'll probably experience all four seasons in one day Uh, morning time you'll freeze your ass off at noon you'll want to strip and then dress up again as the time goes on oh my lord it's one of those okay it's not like florida and the leafs being on this road trip for the last time in this regular season enjoying the hot sun and everyone kind of scrambling with these roster changes and call-ups and People not knowing who's allowed to play. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So this goalie situation. So Bean and I touched on it. You know, it was going to be complicated cap wise because Yarn Croak and Murray were both on on uh, IR, and uh, there was no room to sign Nyes. But Freege said, you know, they're going to do it. I just don't really know how they're going to make it work. And then yeah. of course we hear the news that Nyes has signed, which is its own big thing because that was it's apparently a. Uh, interesting negotiation but uh we end up signing knives and the complication comes from we cannot call up joseph wall because the league went no 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 you're not abusing this amateur tryout bullshit to uh circumvent the cap here so you can't call him up so have fun signing somebody today yeah, and it's kind of bullshit, and I see the outrage because the night before, the Boston Bruins uh, called up six veterans that are, you know, they haven't played in a long, long, long time just to rest their players, um, which isn't an emergency, by the way. Uh, no one was injured. It was just a rest day for them. And then the next day, we see something like this, which I see their point, but if they're going to be this strict about everything enforce it across the league yeah the rules are dumb they they enforce them properly here but like i'm not saying they did anything wrong it's just stupid which is i think everybody's feeling on this is it's it's just the whole point of the cap is parody and if the result of that is that a team can't put in an nhl caliber goalie to play like what are we doing here yeah Exactly. And I guess the only thing they're doing as a favor is making some kids' dreams come true, right? Uh, no one would ever think Nick Chenard from the Owen Sound attack would be up to back up uh, yeah, Simsonov on the bench. Uh, this kid has a 14, 16, and 2 record this year and an 873 save percentage. So I don't think his name's going to be anywhere near the NHL in a little while, maybe soon. But nice to yeah. see it. When I saw his name, I looked him up and I was like, oh, cool. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I hope we're not putting him in. <laughs> I mean, no offense, yeah. but it's uh, it's not like he's a, you know, standout goalie for the uh, the Owens Sound attack. So uh, not carrying them to a playoff berth or anything. Hence why the least were able to just swipe him up for <laughs> the game. You know what the funny part about this all? <laughs> While this was happening... The NHL's Twitter banner happens to be a photo of the Boston Bruins. <laughs> so my my uh, tinfoil hat is just growing, thinking like, damn, they let them get away with X, Y, and Z literally the other day. And then you see Mark Stone magically appear out of the abyss, and he's completely healthy after a horrible injury this year. And bam! like boston bruins banner right in our faces okay then 
Yeah, like I said, it's it's enforced arbitrarily, and you know they. What I've gathered happens is teams will do things a couple times, and then there's this meeting, and they go, "Oh, you know, we gotta we gotta start to crack down on this." And what that means is we don't really have a rule that applies here, but we can make other rules enforceable in this situation. So they're trying to like, you know, wedge a square peg into a round hole in trying to punish these teams for different things. So sometimes they can make it work and sometimes they can't. What this all says to me is your rule book sucks. Yeah. You need to go back to the drawing board and figure out how you're going to manage this salary cap in whatever way you want to have it because it's not going away, but you know, implement something that makes sense rule wise because this is stupid yeah i know it's just like you said earlier too in another episode how many roster spots have the leafs taken up well players sorry that have rotated this year into our lineup and it's not always in our favor i mean we've had a ton of injuries this year it's not like we've been sitting many guys recently it's only happened um in the last couple of games right tonight matthews and marner sits marner sat two games ago i believe and he didn't want to do that it was just for the purpose of leading time on ice among all forwards in the nhl <laughs> like the kid needs a break but yeah we're up to uh, 48 now with the backup tonight so just checked the stats here 33 players including goalies have played at least 10 games for the leafs this year wow that's wild that's like what most teams have dressed that are like you know pushing a lot of people this year and that's over 10 games there's still another you know 16 people after that 15 yeah it's crazy and injuries happen all the time i mean even uh right before the florida game during practice lafferty goes down and the leafs weren't even planning on putting in matthew nyes against florida actually it just kind of worked that way in their favor and having that person available and being able to fly out to florida but even during warm-up too gustafson gets injured Uh, i know you missed this part but shin comes in and gets notified while he's sitting on the bus with all of the extras and oh my lord stretching at 6 50 p.m when he got the text he first said that uh keith thought it was a he thought keith but butt doc or um butt dialed him oh my <laughs> lord yeah he thought it was a joke <laughs> so anything could happen literally well we're going to be seeing random names because it's been confirmed today that samsonov will no longer play in the regular season uh this florida game he suffered some bumps and bruises and man twitter was wild saying put the fucking janitor in like who cares at this point honestly put the backup in make his day because we can't have both murray and sammy down right now so here's the thing, and I know if you've listened to other shows, 32 Thoughts specifically, you've probably heard this, but the what it comes down to, unfortunately, is they, the Panthers are in an, uh, an important race, and the implications of the Leafs basically letting them win by throwing in a backup and saying, we don't care, uh, you would probably get calls from the Islanders in Pittsburgh saying, like, what the fuck? This is not okay. Like, you can't just hand them two points because... You know, you don't want because you're resting your starting goalie, Mm. which I get like. But at the same time, Boston is resting players like crazy. You know, other teams are are benching guys like what's the difference if it's the I, I get it. The goalie is a little more important than, you know, one player that's having a couple shifts versus a guy who's on for the whole game. But yeah, that's that's kind of the gist of it. What's the difference when you have your whole core resting and you have, uh, you know, guys who've never been drafted to the NHL playing for the first time and taking up majority of your roster? And it, it goes both ways, in my opinion, right? Like, it's not, you know, it's not the team's fault that other teams had to go down to the wire in the regular season for their playoff lives. Exactly. It's like, as much as people can talk about like we did Sutter's decision to put Richie in that, uh, that shootout. If your entire playoff depends on a shootout, you've put yourself in that situation. Like, like I said, they lost what it, I think it was 16 games in overtime or 17. Um, you know, it's those kinds of things throughout the year. I think Sutter even said in his, uh, his interview, um, 
you know, they didn't have enough consecutive streaks of wins this year. And Mm -hmm. you can't put that all on one game, like game 79, 80 or 81 of the season. Like that's, that's kind of silly. Yeah, exactly. You know, Florida may be fighting for their playoff lives, which they did clinch tonight, but they have this rookie goalie prodigy here, Alex Lyon, who started his six-game win streak with Toronto at the time. And Such an man, NHL name. I was just wondering, like, wouldn't it be nice if we can solve the Lion King? <laughs> like the li- this, the this Lion guy, King. He's been on... And, it, it actually went so well because Brian Beliefs um, drew his um, cartoon that night comic with, uh, you know, a character hanging from the cliff, like from the scene of the Lion King. And um, who was it? The goalie not letting him go. Anyways, you got to go back and look at it. It was perfect. But that's funny. Uh, Doodling yeah. Daryl, who does the uh, the sends ones, the same kind of thing that Brian does. Um, he did one that was what's his name sparty sparty the lion okay the, that's the sense mascot and it's like him like gripping to the uh the rock like pride the you know the cliff thing and it says yeah. playoffs like along the top of it that's what brian beliefs did or similar i don't know they're both really good so yeah that's what i mean like it's out. eerily similar not saying anybody ripped anybody off i'm just you know <laughs> a but- similarity in art Another thing about this Florida game, which was surprising with considering, you know, two even strength goals and then one goal decided in overtime. Leafs only had one power play opportunity. Florida had two, um, six total penalty minutes. This game just flew by, in my opinion. Barely any whistles. Like, I don't know. It was like a battle of the goaltenders. Uh, Florida had 46 shots on net. Toronto with 25 you got to give it to Sammy because this guy was peppered it was the Sammy show at the end of the day um Leafs could have covered way better but honestly it was such a tight game and way to take it in OT oh this goal beautiful yeah it was beautiful and but just to go back to like how the game went I mean obviously Florida's in a position where they're fighting for their lives and the Leafs are in the exact opposites so they're taking the night off so I mean it, it I'm glad that they were able to not, you know, completely take their foot off the gas and stay engaged because they are about to head into the playoffs. Like the last thing you want to see is them just coast through these last few games and um, not necessarily lose them, but, you know, not look great. But I think they've managed to look conservative while still playing a solid game, if that makes sense. Like they're not putting themselves in high danger situations to get hurt or, you know, overexerting themselves while still managing to control a lot of the game. 100%. A huge difference from the Florida game and Tampa game tonight where um, you're you're honestly right. The Leafs were looking out for themselves. There were another win at the end of the day too, right? Staying healthy, even though Sammy is a little bruised right now. But honestly, sit. We don't need you to play. But tonight against Tampa, oh my God, it felt like um, neither team could take a full power play because they were overlapping one another. Um, The penalty minutes were at, what, 62 penalty minutes on the night compared to six in Florida. Oh my God, it was just what we predicted kind of. Tampa's been fighting their way through the last couple months of the regular season. Not that great of a... Um, stats either. I think I saw uh, since trade deadline, they're like 13, 14, and 2. Yeah, they're not good since the deadline. But uh, Justin and I on the last episode talked about, uh, there was a question that came in, you know, do you run the guys out against Tampa or do you throw some curveball at them? And we were on the the side of just doing something completely random. And nothing is more random than a first line of Tavares, Bunting, Yarncroak, followed by O'Reilly, Nyes, Nylander, Achari, and Kerfoot, and then Camp, Aston Reese, and Connor Timmons on right wing. <laughs> McCabe and Lilligren, Brody Hall, Riley Shen, and Joseph Wall in net. So this is exactly as predicted. They just went, eh, you guys are hurt. Have fun playing whatever the hell we put out because you're not going to know what we're doing next week. Yeah, second half on a back-to-back as well on this road trip. And 
Damn, you know, you immediately get a little disappointed not seeing your superstars play, especially tonight there was a kid in the crowd with a sign saying, I came from Toronto to see my heroes 34 and 16. Just want to let y'all know they actually found the kid and that kid will be meeting Matthews and Marner after the game. So currently right now, probably they're having a big chat. So that's awesome. He already met them and it was five awesome seconds and they gave him something <laughs> and that was it China. and lsc is notorious for like not giving access but you know well, good for them for, oh tr- yeah but mlsc controlling access to the players okay okay but like good for them for for hunting the kid down and making sure that this happened that's a really nice gesture yeah definitely because things like that you know the kids will remember remember forever i mean he made a sign that came all the way down like that's that's awesome yeah and another thing about this Florida game, though, you know, Matthew's scoring his 299th goal, tying Rick Vive, number five, all-time in goals in the Leafs franchise, scoring number 40th of the year. I thought this guy is losing it, right? Like, I thought he, everyone's saying he's injured, that something's wrong, da 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 He's still scoring 40, guys. <laughs> so. Oh, my favorite was uh, there was a graphic that came out that was like, oh, some milestones were hit. Uh, Matthews hit 40 goals. There were two players that hit 100 points and Sid hit 1,500 all time. And okay. um, everybody was was ragging on the fact that Matthews hitting 40 was on this because like two players hitting 100 points and somebody hitting 1,500 on their career are, you know, one of these things is not like the other, basically. Like 40 goals is nothing to be boasting about. But uh, the point is that he hit 40 for the fourth consecutive season and fifth of his seven years in the league. Yeah. <laughs> so At that's 25. why it's that's why it's significant is that he like it's not just 40 goals, it's 40 for the fourth time in a row. So, you know what? Suck it. Yeah. 25 years old and we have to remember that Matthews was not eligible to play in the NHL when he was 18 because he has a late birthday so he went to Europe came back and that's another year off right so man we're just lucky I just gotta say we've said it so many times we're witnessing history before our eyes Mitch Marner gets his 99th point as an assist on that goal and damn I just gotta applaud Alex Lyon as well this kid has a bright future the only thing that seemed to beat him was just the tip because this was a tip (laughs) by matthews uh on a huge marner shot oh my god this kid man like the shots from marner this year just improving they're both both of these guys are improving okay matthews 200 feet foot game marner his shot his defensive play i mean it's never really been down but Johnny T in this overtime. Oh, I'm so yeah. glad. I mean, yeah. when things, whenever <laughs> things start cycling around in front of the Leafs net in overtime, you're like, okay, this is going to be over any second now. So when it gets flipped around and goes the other way, it's just such a such a, a breath of fresh air, and it makes you hopeful for for better things. Knock on wood in the playoffs, you know. Just being able to take situations that would normally go one way and go, oh, shit, we won that one. Yeah, exactly. And the whole narrative before the season started that John Tavares is washed and he's getting old, he's slow, yada, yada. He had a two minute and 26 or two minute, 26 second shift and decides to go and score this goal. Find literally running off of fumes because the Leafs were getting hemmed into their own zone, literally standing in their triangle, waiting for a clear, waiting for someone to screw up and to Chuck is tired. The Panthers are tired. Riley finally gets the clear. I have no idea how Tavares was able to catch up to this puck and get the backhand off, especially against Lyon, who has been clearly telling us, like, just the tip, guys. So (laughs) then after the game, he's just like, not that you're just trying to save energy, but you're trying to be smart and calculated. And this is so clear, the maturity of this team now, when you watch that overtime and, you know, you would think the Leafs are getting shit on. No, they're... They're waiting for that perfect moment and not misusing their energy ha- as they've done previously this season or during the season, right? No T, give it up on a stupid pass or, you know, 
something also, that makes you want to rip your hair out. <laughs> also with that, John Tavares, that was his ninth game-winning goal of the season, uh, which puts him tied for fourth in the league behind Pasta, Dreisaitl, and McDavid, who have 12 and 11 and 11. And Austin Matthews uh, has eight right behind him. So nice. that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. And Even though JT's tied with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people in fourth place. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah, man. Oh, what a game. It was just solid. And obviously we're waiting for the playoff preview, the dress rehearsal of tonight and seeing how Matthew Nyes will fend him for himself on this first line here because – immediately online people are like don't waste him away in this bottom six put him in the top six get him right in there right and i gotta say tonight was way better uh last night obvious mistakes that is a given uh keith said the same thing um you want those mistakes so you've learned but tonight getting his first apple we thought it was a goal he thought it was in and out ryan o'reilly tapping that in beauty and the first point for Matthew Nyes. Very nice. Yes. And I'm going to get so tired ETL. of Nyes puns in like yeah. a week. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Leafs going 11 and 7 again. Like you said, this lineup just all over the place here. But I got to I gotta applaud Marty on this tweet. Uh, TML fan and van saying... Tampa lost to a team who was sitting the current Hart Trophy winner, the best right wing in hockey, and a former Norris Trophy winner, and who was playing a defender on the fourth line as a forward. And had their third string goalie in net. Yeah. So we. Meanwhile, on the Tampa side, we had Point Kucherov Hagel, Nick Paul Kalorin Stamkos, Sorelli, Colton uh, Asimont. How do you say that name? They were saying it like Anisim, An- Anisimov, like Anisimov. You're asking anyway. the wrong person. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then the uh, the classic um, Belmar, Perry, Maroon. Hedman, Sergachev, Radish, Cole, Chernak. I don't know who this Perbix guy is. Um, and Vasilevsky, Annette. Like, what? Am, am I missing something other than, you know, the injuries that they've got? That's like a lot of their lineup. <laughs> we are blessed to get Callie Yarncroke returning after two games and then Connor Timbits uh, fucking around playing right wing for a first time. Keith literally saying, have fun out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And everybody's saying they should put Morgan Riley on uh, the wing instead of Connor Timmons. I'm not going to have Morgan Riley get hurt because he went up against Tampa in a corner trying to get a puck. And fair. The, uh, you know, who Sergachev or somebody decides, oh, this would be a good opportunity to break Morgan Riley so he's not in the first round. You know, I, there's a difference between getting hit in the corner going for the puck when you're a defenseman by a forward most of the time than going to try to get something and get hit, getting hit by a defender because their entire purpose is to make you not score, whereas they're focusing on scoring. So it's like... <laughs> no, I don't need Riley getting hurt in a game against Tampa before the playoffs playing forward. So I'm glad Timbits got there. We can afford to have defensemen hurt. He is literally like, it's like the Clone Wars. He's like a clone of Gustafson and Riley, but like, you know, lesser. So yeah, we can, we yeah. can throw our offensive defensemen <laughs> up in the right <laughs> wing. Yeah, no, I totally agree. <laughs> um, Way to stick it to them, right? Way to hold the game down. Um, Tampa pulling their goalie with three minutes left in the period and huge blocks from Brody, huge blocks from everything. It was a, or everyone. It was a total team effort on this on this last uh, couple minutes there. And I'm also glad that William Nylander finally scoring after how many games? Well, it seems like forever, right? He could have scored three or four games ago but i mean just the second gear he's been on lately and people kind of complaining about him recently we want to see him hit 40 got his 39th tonight uh he's he could hit 40 next game he could and marner could hit 100 there's a lot of things that are within reach in his uh 
what is it? One more game? Yeah, one more game. Against so. the Rangers. So we'll see. It would be nice. You know, Willie scores uh, assisted by Marner, and there we go. Dunzo. There was but a list. I don't of, know if they'll play. That's the thing. Mm, true. Yeah. Yeah. But there, there were, there was a list of milestones. Uh, someone tweeted out. I think it was Leaf updates. Um, hoping to see by the end of the regular season. So we've already checked off. Yarn Croak hitting twenty goals. Matthews hitting forty goals. Nye's getting his first point. Now it's possible for Bunting to get fifty plus points. Nylander to get forty plus goals. And Marner 100 points. So I think that's a pretty good roundup for the end of the season, especially, you know, Yarncroke coming in from Seattle and Calgary last year and not even scoring one goal with Calgary. All of his goals, the 12 goals, came from Seattle. And way to be a Leaf on this top six now. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I'm just looking to this Rangers game and saying, you know, just sorry, because now that I'm thinking about it because of these numbers that are within reach, like as much as I'd like to see them, I guess the question is, do you, do you value seeing these guys hit these numbers more than you see, want them to just be rested? Like, I don't know. It's a pretty long break between the last game and the first game of the, uh, the playoffs. So not as concerned considering some of them have had some games off here and there, but I don't know for the sake of the numbers, I would put those guys in, but still rest Austin. Yeah, um, it's funny. Keith was asked that today in media interview, and he just straight up said, in my mind, you round up when it comes to Marner hitting 100 points. Uh, he's already considered a 100-point guy. True. I was wondering, though, is that how it works? Like, let's say Marner always flirted with 97, 98, 99. <sighs> Like, I think they're talking about the one that they're contesting because he should have had that assist on Matthew's goal the other night. Oh, I see. Okay. And they're still going to the league about it. They're probably waiting to hear back. And that one's under review still, because if that gets counted as an assist, then he's at a hundred points. Mm. So I think that's what they're implying is that like in their minds, that one's going to be called an assist. So he's already at a hundred. It's just a matter of the paperwork. Oh, I see. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Did you see that one? I don't know if you caught that game. That was the one that uh, Justin and I just did. No, so I I missed a bunch of it, uh, unfortunately. So what happened was Marner uh, was at about center ice, and he flips the puck, kind of like a, a you know go ahead pass for for Matthews, who's skating up towards it, and like it's going, it's like a saucer pass, and it's still in the air, and it kind of lands and hits. Uh, who are they playing? I don't even remember now. Wasn't it? Why can't I Montreal? remember? Yeah, the Montreal game. Um, it hit, I think it was Matheson's skate. It like okay. deflects off his skate and then goes to Matthews, who then scores. So mm-hmm. in any, what like what Bean said was, if that was a delayed penalty, that mm-hmm. wouldn't have been considered possession and the whistle would not have been blown. So why would that be considered a change of possession and nullify an assist? Like it should still be an assist. Mm. I see. Because it only went off of some guy's skate and then directly to Matthews. Like he was going to get it anyway. The Montreal guys just kind of stopped it and Matthews grabbed it. So it's like it was never in their possession. Oh. So technically, Marner's at 100. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Um, I hope he does get it, though, on the board in next game, of course. Um, Obviously, winning matters more than these numerics. Um, tonight, Ryan O'Reilly got his 700th career point uh, off the Nylander power play goal. Um, these things add up regardless, right? So either way, we'll see it um, if everything goes well. And yeah, man, tonight though, Luke Shin, Pat Maroon got into it along with all of these other brawls and craziness that came out even michael bunting get a, get or having his first nhl fight guess against who or did you see that no i didn't i saw the maroon one though um no who did he fight Corey perry, perry. oh let's go <laughs> let's go buddy what that's gonna little... be such a fun matchup man like there's gonna be so many fights I'm scared injury wise, man. Like, just you got to watch this replay. I posted it in our Discord. 
Bunting is just going through the neutral zone, cutting towards his own bench, and Corey Perry just comes out of nowhere and shoves him straight down, completely off guard. Could have seriously injured him because he didn't see him coming. Of and course. Bunting goes and challenges him as he should. And tonight the refs clearly had the magnifying glass on Bunting once again because there was another time when three guys were on top of our captain, John Tavares, and Bunting is the only one trying to be the savior and he's the only one who gets the call as well even though belmar's arm is wrapped around johnny's neck oh my god <sighs> yeah yeah so this series is gonna be like that 100 i mean at least it's a taste of what it's gonna be like you know as far as the physicality goes and not getting calls Killorn breaking his stick across Brody's back in the first period. <laughs> like, just wildness. And Achari, like, I mean, Leafs couldn't have a full power play opportunity. I'm so surprised. Well, not surprised. I'm glad they scored on two out of six opportunities, whereas the Lightning, 0 for 8. Yeah. Damn. I was not expecting to see the goaltending numbers that I saw tonight. You know, like, Vasilevsky rocking an eight something and uh, Joseph wall coming out with like over 40 saves. That's what you want to see. You know, that's how, you know, they're shook. They are not on their game. Yeah. They should have run away with this on paper. The, the lightning should have run away with this game. Eight thirty three for Vasilevsky and Joseph wall. Oh, well, the Winnipeg jets just clinched the playoff spot. Oh, the three, one so win over the Minnesota, Minnesota. wild. Ah, uh. I needed there that win flurry. <laughs> but yeah, it was nice. There was another point in this game as well where Pat Maroon scores and is the difference maker for the Tampa Bay Lightning, making it 3-2, but it gets overturned because Corey Perry's ass is in the blue paint and interfering with Joseph Wall, which all of the commentators were shocked. They're like, that's not interfering. <laughs> and then you see the first replay. They're like, okay, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always controversial, man. Like there was the one that got called back in the Montreal game that Justin and I touched on where it was that uh, Ryan O'Reilly was in the paint, but he got knocked down by a Montreal defender. So sucks to suck. Sucks to suck, honestly. And um, I was really hoping for Luke Shin to get his Gordie Howe hat trick there with a goal, a fight, just missing the assist. But so close. So close. So close. So happy to have him on our side this time. Uh, and yeah, what a game, man. All right. Let's uh, do questions. Then I got a trivia question for you. So okay. I got one here from SC Morgan. Nyes in playoff lineup uh, to start series or midway through? I love that he's immediately being counted in. So, <clears throat> excuse me. This is hard because I wouldn't count him in off the bat. Uh, the panel on TSN tonight, they all wanted him in. The playoffs are so tight that one mistake will cost you the game, especially against Tampa. And like if the refs are whoever they're choosing that night, I don't know. I don't want it to be his fault. See, I'm torn between that and I don't want to be like the Canadians with Cole Caulfield where they, you know, keep saying, no, not now, not now. And then they finally put him in and it's like, oh, we should have done this like seven games ago. You know, like yeah. if, if the Leafs are they put him in and God forbid, say they're down like three games to one and they, they bring Nyes in and you know, it's a difference maker in that game, but not enough for them to actually win the game. It's like, that would suck. Right. So I, yeah. I think you gotta, just because it's such a, a mystery box, I say you start with him and if it doesn't work, then switch it up. But like, I'd rather them do that in game one than in, you know, have him come in in game four when everything is, a little more on the line. Yeah, I feel like, you know, I agree with Cal on our Discord. Um, I think he's in when there's injury. So obviously the series is going to be brutal. Um, he's probably the next guy up because we still have Sam Lafferty who sat um, to, or the last couple of games that we can't really count out. Uh, 
I don't know. I really like his chemistry with uh, Achari and Zach Aston Reese or even Camp, depending on how the lines are that night. Um, his speed. The, the thing that Matthew Nyes is really skilled at is the strength on his stick and getting into corners and, you know, trying to pickpocket people. Um, obviously, he has a shot, and we saw that tonight. We thought it went in, but uh, Brian O'Reilly got the tap in. I don't know. Personally, I wouldn't want to put it all on this guy. <laughs> so I would wait till injury. Okay, fair enough. Next one, uh, Southpaw Cal, fun guy. Which D isn't playing in game one? Uh, TJ Brody, McCabe, Morgan, Geo. So who isn't playing oh, in game one? Oh, I see. I see what he means here. So who's which Question D isn't marks. playing in game one? Okay, so the first pair would be Brody, McCabe. Second pair would be Riley and who? And then uh, Geo and who? So I would go Brody, McCabe, Riley, Shen, Geo, Hall. Hall. Honestly, Agreed. yeah. Uh, who I doesn't play? Timmons and Lily. Depends if they go eleven and seven. Yeah, if but. you're going seven, then Lilligren. Or there's uh, if Gustafson's hurt. Um, who else is there? Um, I'm forgetting somebody. There's got to be somebody else that we're forgetting. For nine, yeah, there's Gus, Shin, Timmons, Hall. Anyway, I, that's Lily. who I would do. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Morgan, Shin, Geo, Hall. Um, yeah. All right. Um, Chala, what is it? Chala Dwella? Chala Dwella 77, Steve. Sella uh, Dwella. Sella Sella Dwella. I'm going to, this has been the, the last episode of Leafs Late Night. I'm retiring from podcasting because <laughs> I cannot fucking read apparently. Cella uh, Dwella. I was thinking like cello, you know. Steve at Cella Dwella 77. Yeah. Sorry, Steve. Uh, hasn't Wall played himself into the backup role for the playoffs? Um, I mean, yeah, I would put Wall in before a just back from injury Matt Murray. Like if Matt Murray wants to be old Matt Murray and come back in like round three when everybody else is hurt and stand on his head, great. I don't feel comfortable bringing him back in right now. Me either. And <clears throat> excuse me, it was confirmed that Matt Murray has a concussion uh, all week. It's oh, head injury, head injury. What did I tell you? Because <laughs> there's no other fucking head injury than a concussion. Yeah, exactly. So concussion confirmed. It's going to be longer than we expect. And Joseph Wall, yeah, you're absolutely right. He's won the crease. Uh, he's won 1B for now. Um, hope and pray Matt Murray gets healthy soon. Obviously, you want him in for some games. But yeah, you also don't want Tampa to run him too early, uh, prematurely, you know? Yeah, like one weird hit and he's down and then all of a sudden Sammy's got to play a game that he wasn't expecting to and we can't keep doing that to him. Yeah. So last one here, Benito the Basset Hound. Uh, more of a comment. Who would have thought the Leafs pulled that off? Second half of back-to-back, -back, no Marner, no Matthews or Geo, and a defenseman playing wing. Tampa being Tampa but looked to be getting frustrated. They couldn't intimidate our boys. Love to see a great warm-up for next week. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a great point that uh, they managed to hold their own basically – trolling tampa like for all <laughs> intents and purposes just putting out a lineup that doesn't make sense to be like okay well we don't care about this game you guys have something to prove we're okay i think it was a really good show of confidence yeah 100 percent um joseph wall getting the third star with 46 saves against tampa Oof. man if this is a dress rehearsal put him in kneelander activating with one goal and two assists tonight love to see that all day long and callie yarncroke adding to his goal count we're ready we're ready and one week yesterday playoff start oh that's insane isn't it? I can't believe it. It's time has flown by. So the uh, schedule is apparently going to depend on the play-in um, mm. schedule for the Raptors. Um, they're in the play-in tournament. Mm -hmm. So if they make it, it's going to get weird. 
I think I said that already. Did you see that uh, Mark Giordano is the Leafs nominee for the Bill Masterton, Masterton Memorial Trophy for nice. the player who best exemplifies the quali- qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey? Check, check, check. Hell yes. yes. 100% agree with that. Speaking of Mark Giordano, though he is... Uh, the oldest player in the league this year at 39 years old. Um, He did not hit 50 points. However, 11 players that are over 35, 35 or over, hit 50 points this year. Can you name them? Current? Yeah, this year. Wow. Bergeron? Bergeron is correct. Um... Hmm. With the, 57 points at 37 years old. <laughs> okay. I got to really think about this because this is league wide. Um, hmm. 35 plus. This is interesting. You're putting me on the spot. Good year for the old guys. Yeah. Clearly a lot of goal scorers this year too. But is Krejci on there? Um, I Krejci is on there. 36 years old, 56 points. Now, Marchand, I don't think he's 35 plus yet. No, he is he's 34. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's not on that list. Um, hmm. You know, the, another player that immediately came to mind because old, uh, I was thinking Craig Anderson, but no goalie. Come on. There's a couple, a couple really obvious ones you're missing. Yeah. Missing. Yeah. Oh, man. Spez is gone, of course. Um, oh, Giroux. Claude Giroux. Claude Giroux, yeah. Um, 35 years old, 78 points. Uh, who else? Oh, my God, Steph. Yeah, I'm literally drawing a blank right now. Um, no. Oh, my God. Legends of the League. <laughs> How old is Eric Carlson? Is he 35 plus? No. No, he's 32. No. Yeah, he's born in 90, isn't he? Um, you're killing me. I don't know. You're embarrassing they were, me right now. They came into the league the same year, drafted a year apart. Both play in the Metro. Been <laughs> Everyone's ra- screaming. Been racing each other being compared to one another oh Sidney crosby and alex ovechkin jesus of there you jesus go jesus christ okay <sighs> so you've got one Chris two Letang. three um no, no he, he was he didn't hit 50 no he's got 39 how could i forget about the pens um uh you've got one two three four five six left see how many you can get and then i'll i'll give them You've got like another minute and I'll cut you off. Okay. Um, uh, Malkin. Malkin is correct. Um, I don't think Jeff Carter got over 50 points this year. Jeff Carter is at 29 points this year. Yeah, no. He's been... uh, I feel like there's another pen. Dumoulin did not get over 550 points. There is... One more in the east and four in the west. Uh, our, um, Kopitar, Kopitar, Anze Kopitar, is he 35 Anze, Anze Kopitar is 35 years old with 72 points. Okay. Four more. Um, uh, Drew Doughty, is he 35 yet? Um, Drew Doughty, um, where is he on here? Drew Doughty is 33 and has exactly 50 points. Mm. Okay. Uh, man. Oh, Getzlav. No. No, he didn't get 50. Uh, Wait, Getzlav? Does he even play he retired? anymore? Or Shattenkirk? Is he 35 plus yet? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Okay, so. Defenseman in the Metro. Brent Burns. Brent Burns is correct at 37 years old at 58 points. 
Um, yes. Now think. Um, you've got three left. They're all in the West. Uh, I don't. I don't want, want to give them away. I don't want to give you hints on these. But points, fifty plus points. One of them Are is th- the second oldest guy in the league. Um, is it a Stall brother? No. No. What am I thinking? I don't know. I give up. <laughs> okay, so the last three that you did not get are Joe Pavelski. Oh my God! Forgot. Thirty-eight about. years old, seventy-six Dallas. points. Blake Wheeler at thirty-six years old's got fifty-five points, and Matt Zuccarello, who is thirty-five and has sixty-seven points. So uh, I he did pretty realize, well. I didn't realize he was that old, Matt Zuccarello. I thought he would have been maybe around thirty-two, thirty-three-ish. I know he's one of those guys like I would have thought that Carlson is older than him just because of, you know, how much you hear about them. Seems like they've been around forever, but Zuccarello Blake again, Wheeler. always been here. I knew that Blake Wheeler, but uh, he's been erased from my memory recently because he's been a fantasy fail for me. And I'm like, hey, he broke you. 50 points. <laughs> yeah. He should uh, on his line. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of. Um, Zuccarello, did you see uh, Joel Erickson Eck went down? I did not. So uh, I think he took a shot off the back of his um, his heel, and apparently it's like a really bad, like Achilles tendon injury. Like he's not going to be back for a while. Uh. So he's like right before the playoffs in a basically pointless game for Minnesota. They lose Joel Erickson Eck. So yeah, not good. Oh, man. Oh, that I saw Maroon went to the dressing room, so obviously he came back. He came back and scored a goal, which got oh, called back. Oh, because he fucking dove. I saw, the, <laughs> I saw clips. I didn't actually get to watch the game. Yeah, uh, another dirty play, too, that I forgot to mention. Kucherov sticking his skate backward to purposely trip Brody, and Brody goes flying, and Kucherov is playing it off as as if he were diving but if you look at the replay he purposely like lunges back to trip him oh my god oh lord it's just annoying so uh just before we sign off here because it's been kind of the topic of the week i want to run through the injuries on every team because this is nutty so just of of playoff teams uh so nick foligno and Derek fobort uh are technically on injury reserve for the bruins david krejci is listed as hall or no? No. Did he magically become listed. healthy? He's not listed on here. Let me check a different source. No, oh. I think he's off. Oh. Um, Perfect timing. So, of course, right? <laughs> and then Krejci's out, but I think that's just, it just says out, so I think he's resting. I'll mark also day-to-day. Um, Hurricanes are obviously down Andrei Sveshnikov and Andre Kasha. I forgot Kasha went down like beginning of the season. He barely played. Oh, January nineteenth. Yeah, because he came back and got hurt again. Oh, uh, Colorado is down. Kale McCarr won't be ready for the start of the playoffs. Um, down also Arturi Lekin and Josh Manson and Darren Helm and Gabriel Landeskog. <laughs> I think. <laughs> then Dallas is down Marchment and some other guy. Marchment's day to day now though. What else we got? Uh, Cody Cece and Ryan Murray, both out for the Oilers. Panthers are down Spencer Knight and Sam Bennett. Uh, Kings are down Gabriel Velarde, Alex Edler, and Kevin Fiala. Sunquist, Shaw, Novak, and now Eric Snack down for the Wild. Oh, man. Nashville wow. is down like their entire team. Yossi, Duchesne. Yeah. Forsberg, Johansson, Borowiecki. Lausanne, Carrier, Smith, <laughs> whole team's injured. Everyone. Curtis Lazar and Michael McLeod both hurt on the Devils. Islanders are down Barzal, Romanov, and Wallstrom. Like, there is not a single team that is headed into the playoffs with a fully healthy team. Uh, they will be healthy next week. <laughs> a bunch of them magically. W- yeah, that's the thing. I would love to compare this today to what it's yeah. going to look like next week to see how many of these guys are magically healthy again. Take some screenshots and yeah, see their game one rosters. 
Yeah, the but, Leafs one's funny. Eric Gustafson, Sam Lafferty, Mark Giordano, Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, Ilya Samsonov, Matt Murray, Bobby McCann. <laughs> well, you know, I am a woman of my word, and we did have a bet about the oh, yeah. Generals and Ottawa 67s in their series. Unfortunately, my Oshawa Gens lost the series 3-1. to one. Womp, womp, womp. So... I have to activate this legal document I got in the mail from our friend Luke Man. He oh sent me this, this Australian citizenship with my name on oh it. Oh my lord! And on the back it says, um, "If you eat me, this is a valid legal document." That is amazing. <laughs> that is so cool. So this is dated um, September 20th, 2022. So I'm so sorry, Luke, man. It's been a long time. We've been meaning to do this, but Does I lost my bet. Vaginite expire. Once open, can be stored in the cupboard or pantry right up until the best before our date. How long does it... How do you know if it's gone bad? What's the date on that? Um, This one is expired. It says th things don't suddenly go bad. It says Vegemite is basically good forever. The worst thing that can happen is it can get damp. Oh my god, from this smells humidity. Like shit. <laughs> oh my god, this smells so bad. <gasps> I'm sorry. Yeah, it says there's too much salt in it to go bad. Oh Unless it's my like god. stored improperly, but that's in a little sealed thing. You're fine. Yeah, it's like a little freaking to go like butter thing, like a jam pack. And I can't like you wait used to, to be get at Tim's. Well, now I'm going to be an official Aussie eating this. And oh, oh my God. Okay. Oh. I'm not a picky person. I'm not a picky person. So this I, is really bad. <laughs> I know what that smells like and I don't envy you. Uh, what are you eating it on? I'm eating it straight up. Oh, what are you doing? Get a cracker okay. or something. Um, I'm just taking one for the team here. Oh, okay. Okay. Tell me when to start like, the drum roll. It smells like burnt soya sauce. Like Do you know what it is? Yeasty shit. I don't know. So basically, <coughs> oh my god! <laughs> off the top of my head, history lesson. Um, it is a byproduct of making beer. Basically, it's made of a byproduct of making beer. So they basically <sighs> needed to do something with all of this leftover yeast and barley and stuff so somebody came up with this so they spread. put it into this mushy black shit yeah somebody figured out how to make it into an edible spread that uh, is popular both in australia and in britain as marmite and vegemite they're basically okay. the same thing all right here we go oh my god not the whole thing okay You're no, just do it Oh, instant regret. <laughs> no way. Oh, my God. Yes. Ew, right I was away. not expecting that. That's why I said put it on something. <laughs> like, Luke Red told me to put a thin layer on a piece of toast. What are you? Oh, I, I respect the commitment <coughs> to the craft. Okay. I live by my word, okay? And um, oh my god, never again! I'm so sorry, Aussies. Uh, you, this, you choose. This is a choice. This is a choice in your life. You buy this. Oh my god. Ugh. That complicates Ugh. fucking things. Fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and I only have water with me. I need like a. I need beer. <laughs> I need something to wash this down. Oh my lord. Okay. Um, oh, bravo. Good for you. Thanks. Um, thank you, Oshawa Generals. <laughs> well done. So uh, to close us off here, since you didn't get to see this last episode, um, this is courtesy of National Beanographic himself. Sent me this one. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's how my mouth feels. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Thank you so much for uh for listening. Subscribe and click that bell and you know, all those things. Follow us on all the platforms and 
Um, if you're uh, <laughs> if you're not already in the Discord, it's in the description for this podcast, and uh, the video is up on Inside the Ranks YouTube channel, which I will um, have oh. linked on our Transistor website. All that stuff, you know, the things. The Anything tings. you want to add? Um, Rugrats. Um, go Leafs go. <laughs> And tacos and sushi, tacos and I'm an sushi, now. tacos and sushi, antidepressant. <laughs>